Hey, hey, welcome back. This is episode 78, Simplify and Thrive. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs Too podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. It's a new year, a new name, a new focus. Did you guys like the new intro? I did. I liked it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to be serving you and growing with you this year. It's going to be awesome. And Happy New Year. And I remember in times past, Happy New Year was just, it was not such a happy new year. I remember thinking like, oh, another year bites the dust and I've hardly noticed. Like, it's just gone by so fast. I can't even believe it. We whizzed through the holidays and I didn't really even notice them because I was just so stressed. And I know that I've been feeling some of that creep up again this year too. So if you have a desire to set and achieve some goals this year, but you're already feeling defeated and spread thin, then you are going to want to look into my private Facebook group called Mamas Have Special Needs Too. We focus on thriving and enjoying our lives, not just surviving in them. I share tools, exercises, and other content to help you actually start getting results and seeing progress. And you also get to connect with other like-minded special needs mamas. It's going to be awesome. It's completely free. So why not give it a shot? The link to apply is in the show notes. Alrighty, let's get into the concept today, and that is to simplify and thrive. I want to address the idea that thriving is only something that you get to experience when your life looks a certain way. I often think that someone looks at a mom that has kids with special needs and it's like, wow, they must be in survival mode all the time. And it makes sense because a lot of us speak that way and it feels that way when all of the things are going on and moving at the same time and our life looks so different than the norm, right? And so I think it's easy to to look at our own lives and compare them to other lives that we would consider to be thriving and be like, wow, well, that's not us. So that's, I'm definitely in the struggling surviving mode and have been for years and probably will be for a long, long time, like, because you don't really see a way out. So I really want to address this idea of thriving because I think that having the mindset that thriving looks like getting a full night's rest, working out regularly, having a better diet, being financially independent, figuring out how to help your child, find the right therapist, getting things resolved with school, figuring out how to get your husband to help out around the house more with the kids, or to help your child stop having tantrums, you know, and finally figuring out how to have a clean house and have regular breaks or possibly get a regular shower. Like (laughs) those kinds of things, when we place those things in front of being able to experience the joy of thriving in your life, it feels like we never get there because that's just like a vast valley that that I don't know anyone passes through and has all of those things done at the same time in their life, right? I hope this is making sense. Like we don't have to accomplish A, B, C, D, E and have our life look like other people's lives before we get to experience 
joy and thriving in our lives. This way of thinking where you have to do those things first is faulty thinking. And it is the main contributor to why we don't experience happiness and joy in our lives now. And this way of thinking places joy and happiness on the other side of all those things. It prescribes that you have to accomplish some of them, if not all of them, first, before allowing yourself to feel that way. This way of thinking also requires that you compare yourself to the general idea of what it means to thrive and have joy, right? That we often see talked about in the media or is in advertising or different things like that. Like you have to have this thing or do this thing or have this kind of a life so that you can be happy. This belief system places joy and happiness in an almost unreachable place because it really makes no room for human weakness, for extenuating life circumstances, for sickness, for, for anything. But I really want to break that down because it's not true. We are designed to experience joy alongside our weaknesses, not after or only after they're eradicated, but alongside our humanity and our life trials. And we can experience the struggles. You know, we definitely experience the grief, the struggle, the exhaustion, the overwhelm and all those things, but it doesn't mean we can't also experience joy weaving through all of that. So it's a lot more fluid. It's not one or the other. It's and. It's both. Tony Robbins says that the secret to happiness is progress, right? Not reaching the destination, but the progress. Because what he often talks about and other people that have been quote unquote successful in life, that they've planned a goal, they've reached the goal, they've mastered it. They don't find joy in the mastery. They find joy in the journey, in the progress but it's really hard to see the progress that you're making when you have your hand in 12 different pots or you're spinning 12 different plates. So that is where the simplification comes in. You don't wanna be doing too many things at once. What progress equals happiness, this idea, it also implies that you don't have to be in completely different life circumstances to start experiencing happiness or thriving in your life. You don't have to be weakness free. You just need to start progressing towards a goal that matters to you to just start. So I want to share with you a little bit about how, how do you do this? Here's what I found to work. Simplify, pick one thing, just one, one thing that you want to make progress in. This could be anything from getting a regular break to improving your relationship with your spouse to showering and getting ready in the morning on a regular basis to eating healthier to getting respite care set up. Whatever it is that matters to you and something that gives you a positive emotional benefit, pick one thing. And constrain yourself to that one thing for a determined amount of time, for 30 days, for 90 days, for six months, for a year, depending on what it is. Pick a timeline. Next, you'll make a simple but clear plan of action. 
All you really need is a time slot and to make sure that things are kind of taken care of at home. If you feel your schedule is too full, then you need to make an exchange and say no to something else so that you can say yes to this. Saying yes to this has a high emotional return. So go ahead and choose something that you're doing right now with your time that has a low emotional return for you and swap it out with this one thing. Treat this one thing as a non-negotiable, like you would if it was a necessary treatment for your child to survive or to live or to thrive in life. It's a non-negotiable. That's what this is going to be for you for however long you've determined to pursue this goal. And when it comes time, you've picked out the schedule during the week. Let's say, for example, you're going to take a break. I'm going to go every Thursday night for a couple of hours. We've got things set up at home. Everything's taken care of. I'm leaving every Thursday. When it comes, when Thursday rolls around, you take your break. Whether that's leaving the house, taking a bath, whatever it is, you do it. You follow through. Now's not the time to rethink it. You do it. Next, you make your progress visible to you. So allow yourself to enjoy and be proud of the progress that you are making. Right? So, and no minimizing the wins. A win is a win no matter how small. So if the win for you is I actually scheduled and took a break, that's a win. That's big. Like, like just a small example, I started working out 10 minutes a week, right? A week. You could look at that and be like, that doesn't even count. That's so minimal. That's, that's almost like a dumb goal. And I think you could definitely swing, swing the story that way. But for me, it's a win. And I intentionally set it at that level because I knew I could do that right now. And you bet that I'm sharing that win with people. Because a win is a win no matter how small. Like, I really want to dive into this and, and listen to me. If your child learned how to clap his hands when he wasn't previously doing that, that would be a big deal, especially if he's had big coordination or strength issues and struggles. Like this would be a big deal. You would allow yourself to really feel proud of him. You would clap and cheer for him. You would share these wins with others. You would maximize this win and not minimize it. Like when I'm in, when I'm on Facebook and I am connecting with other moms like me there and they're sharing their child's wins, it's something as simple as he said a sentence. Like I just read that today. Someone was like, <gasps> my son's been nonverbal. He hasn't really talked a lot. And we were just all having a conversation. I was showing him a book and I thought maybe he would say something like book, but he said, what is that? Or, and then he said, it's red. To perhaps other people, that might not be a big deal, but it is a big deal for her. It was a big deal for her child. And so she made the effort to get on Facebook and to share it in a post. And you know how many people were so, so excited for her and for her son. We do this for our kids, but then when it comes to us, sometimes we decide we got to minimize it because it's like, well, really, I should be able to do a lot more. And let me tell you, like, if you could, you would be generous with yourself 
start where you're at and work from there. So if your goal is small, that's totally fine. The goal is to practice doing the goal, practice accomplishing the goal, and then celebrating the goal and feeling the momentum, the emotional momentum that celebrating that goal makes. So if your goal is to take a regular break, even if it's a hot mess and making it happen and you struggle to enjoy that break because you're feeling a little bit guilty, you still went and that's still a win. You still get to clap your hands for yourself. Like it's messy, but you did it. Maximize it. Express gratitude for yourself for making it happen. Feel proud. Share it with those that get it. Like the women in the special needs mama group that I have on Facebook. Those women get it. This is the mental game of, of winning, what I'm talking about right now. This is the mental game of progressing. This celebration of wins is what creates the momentum to keep going. And those wins create confidence, and that confidence feeds into your actions, which gets you more wins. And it all starts to compound. So, so track the win, write about it, share about it. It's, it's important. It's the secret sauce to getting the momentum to get on the track that helps you see your progress and feel the progress and start to thrive in your life and enjoy your life. Okay. So I'm going to calm down a little bit, but it's important. So don't skip over it. Don't skip over recognizing yourself for it and maximizing the win and celebrating it. I think the issue is that people think that if they celebrate such a small win, that then they won't continue going. They'll be like, pat themselves on the back. Yeah, yeah, I did a good job. Now I can take a break. And that's not what it is at all. It's kind of like, I don't know if you experienced this, but when you do something, like for me, like when I have accomplished a goal, say for example, I've worked out, I set a goal and I accomplished the goal and I worked out and I feel good. Like I've, at the end of that, I don't feel like taking a break. I feel like going and doing another hard thing because I feel like I can, because I just did. So that's the momentum that we're talking about keeping going. Okay. Okay. Whew. So it's going to be a great year. I can feel it. It's going to be a great year for you. Thank you so much for listening in. It's been an honor serving you here. And, uh, oh, remember, apply for the mama Mama has special needs to Facebook group and get some extra support. I would love to continue serving you there. It's completely free. So why not try it? The, uh, you can apply for it again in the show notes below. If you like what you're hearing, join me in the Mamas Have Special Needs to private Facebook group, where we take a deeper dive into these concepts, apply them and offer personalized help. Link to apply is in the show notes. And please leave this podcast a five-star review so more mamas like you and me can find it. Thank you for letting me serve you today. And until next time, take care.